Hello. Welcome to the United Kingdom. Prime Minister Tony Blair? Why are you greeting lowlifes like us at the airport? Welcome back to this premium episode of Trash Future, that <gasps> podcast bonus. you're listening right now. Uh, a very nighttime bonus. Oh, a sexual bonus. Um, and I'm, I'm, uh, We've all, we're all sitting here with our bonus. It's a very Canadian oh. horny voice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Ooh, I haven't used this wav in a long what's time. What's all this I'm, bonus about then? Um, I did not know we were going to be making those kinds of noises. I'm yeah, offended and I'm leaving. It's the middle of the day in America. It's not really at the time for that kind of uh, shenanigans. Yeah, I would have gotten much hornier for this episode. Yeah. They invited <laughs> a woman onto their podcast and immediately began making lewd sexual noise. Um, it's called The Bonus. Cancelled forever. So um, They're calling it the most racist podcast of all time. Um, they are calling it that. Uh, so it's uh, Riley, Milo, and Alice, mm. and we are joined once again by our friends Bryn and Chris from Beep Beep Lettuce. Bryn Hello. and or Chris, how you doing? Hello. <laughs> doing great. Very well. We were summoned again by the death of Quibby. Quibby yeah. died and we had to come back on your show. <laughs> yeah, Quibs in the rain. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, we are. We are still have our agents. I think what you were trying to do there was quibs in rain, but when you said quibs in the rain, it just made me think singing in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> quibs in the rain. Yeah, quibbing in the rain. <laughs> yeah, quibbing in the rain. Um, and, and it's uh, uh, the sexual Bury act of quibbidism. My golden ore. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's Alice, right. That is right. That's how you're burying. <laughs> uh, but we are doing something a little different today from the ordinary world of quibs and quubs. Mm. Um, we are talking about uh, the. 2020 bestseller the that is absolutely they cannot keep it on the on the shelves at wh smith's no it is, is it so heavy it is it is absolutely one of the most significant <laughs> it's and thick with insight yeah. it's turgid with incisive political oh, yeah. commentary it's it's leaden with insight <laughs> that's right <laughs> uh, each page thumps onto the table as you oh, sort yeah. of explore more of the words of matt ford in his yeah. political memoir Politically homeless. If someone shoots you and you're carrying this book in front of your heart, it will harmlessly rebound. <laughs> Politically homeless? That's worse than being regularly homeless. I think. I hate not having any place to vote. Um, it's terrible. They're, That's right. They're evicting me from this voting booth. <laughs> I was setting up shop. 2016. Um, so yeah. uh, basically, Matt Ford, if you don't know, is uh, one of the last like diehard sort of Blairite, Blairites, even a lot of the modern Blairites, like, they'll be sort of like, oh, we're going to move beyond Blairism. And yeah. Matt Ford is one of... All of the smart ones are like, eh, invading Iraq was probably not a great idea. Yeah. Matt Ford is like, no, it was good. It was based. It was based. Yeah. Yeah, most of the Blairites are at least going with a kind of uh, bony Tlair, Mr. Snrub kind of scenario. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he's just full bore Tony Blair. Yeah, and, and I also should add that we have bought this book three times due to, <laughs> oh, due to some due to some technical snarl ups in attempting to get a copy of the book. We accidentally are Matt Ford's best it's so customer. Yeah. We are the only person on earth who has bought this book three times. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe there's some freaks who are like buying it to give to their relatives or I something. I mean, probably his mm. grandma or his mom is buying sure, a bunch of yeah. copies. Oh, Matty, what a lovely book you've mm. written. Um, <laughs> so look, we're uh, we're gonna get to. Uh, the, we're going to read the book. We're going to talk a little bit about who Matt Ford is. We're going to subject Bryn and Chris to some of this great writing. And I've got like one high culture take on it. And then we're going to go crazy. 
Um, but I, before we it's do like that, a microclimate. I would like to. Um, <laughs> I'd like to set us up with this incredible paragraph, just so we know what we're dealing with <laughs> in terms of, let's say, writerly composition. There's a specter mm. haunting Europe. Um, well, this, okay, so imagine, Marx, there's a specter haunting Europe. Imagine the opening yeah. lines there. Here, here are some mm. opening lines uh, to this episode, if not the book. The hard left are like the Terminator. They cannot be reasoned with, and they'll nationalize your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. That's <laughs> fucking correct. Wow. And, and your sausages. He forgot to add that. <laughs> um, that's, I need your I'm sorry, sausages. Did, did, I'm going to make them government run. <laughs> just opening with holy shit no I, I i used to be a wrestler but my catchphrase was i can't beat them they're too strong <laughs> <laughs> my, the, the hard left are like the terminator they're made of liquid metal and they just reconstitute every time you yeah. try and kill them we're like, we're like the, the, the sexy hard, the hard left have dunked me in a toilet <laughs> from which i am writing this on my phone matt ford in a, in a like in a semi truck escaping from the hard left down a, right. down a like a storm drain <laughs> Daddy, he's gaining. Come on, Eddie, move this <laughs> yeah. thing. I can. It's a labor party. Vladimir Putin and a, on a bear and Jeremy Corbyn chasing him. Um, so he says they exist to be extreme. They get off on it. They have oh, to be the angriest people. cool. They have to be on the left. <laughs> yeah. they, have to, <laughs> they have to be the angriest people in the room. The idea that there's a world in which militant and new labor types could ever sign up to be part of the same agenda is ludicrous, which is true. So that's actually for, true. For, for, for context about the hard left always needing to be mm -hmm. the angriest ones in the room, I believe I'm the like most authoritarian left of the Trash Future like crew. And before we were recording this, I tried to do the same bit three times, and it's what if a cop was really into Bob Dylan? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but I, 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 still th I still like uh, what if a cop was into either Elliot Smith or Alexis on Fire? And was just really, yeah. really emo or really, really screaming. Emo <laughs> cop is, I think, really, really cool idea. Yeah, I still like what if a cop liked fish because I just like imagining a cop pulling someone over on acid. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wouldn't help that much. We'd make it more interesting. <laughs> right. No, it'd be, it'd be terrible. A cop on acid is still a cop, unfortunately. <laughs> a, a wellness cop who's like, are you, oh. who's searching your car and is like, are you in a headspace where you can receive information which may potentially hurt you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. They have to say that before they tase you now. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> the taser, my friend, is a policeman's business. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, okay, so we have uh, we have we've discussed the, what if cops like different bands. That's right. The, yeah, the important part of this show. Now. Um, so he he says uh, you might as well tell airline pilots that they should be more open-minded about terrorists. Amazing. Wow. That rules. Yeah, the classic the classic diametrically opposed groups of airline pilots and terrorists. No, that's dialectics. <laughs> that's what Hegel wrote about. <laughs> it's just it's so weird to me that he thinks the natural enemy of the airline pilot is the terrorist. Like, if anything, the 9 11 terrorists had more in common with an airline pilot than most people in that they half learned how to fly a plane. Um, <laughs> Surely it would be the air marshal and the terrorist. <laughs> so, or the stewardess, maybe? This, this is just a little so introduction. This metaphor makes no sense. Please yeah. change it. Yes. So, this is just an introduction to the writing style of Matt Ford. And his whole mission, basically, is to rail against the, quote, student politics that appears to have taken over labor um, in 20... Well, actually, he thinks it took yeah. over in 2010 with Ed Miliband. That's when he went crazy. Matt Ford, Which point is of very information. Funny, but like, I have also, never learned anything. 
I am not <laughs> also, a student. Much much like Spissing Image, poor Matt has absolutely no gift for timing because the right of the Labour Party won. They got everything that they wanted. Uh, this of book, like, you're not politically homeless anymore. You have your political home back. Mm. But you're still mm. bitching about the fucking Terminator. Yeah. Well, I'll tell <laughs> you. He's just like quietly gardening by this point. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened is that. That's all addressed in the last few pages of the last chapter when he was like, oh, fuck, um, all I know how to do is complain about the left. So I guess I'll add in a, a few paragraphs about how I don't know if I can trust Keir Starmer yet, which he will within six months. Mm. Yeah. Um, so basically, right, like he's, a, he's obsessed with this idea that anyone who's left of Blair is engaged is irresponsibly left wing he's because he's like oh we need to deliver a labor government for for the people in britain who need it most which means you have to be right-wing labor because in my in my view that's what most people are uh, and doing anything else is student politics which is just ideological purity point making and you know being edgy yeah um and squeezing in on the right of blair <laughs> finding that little <laughs> bit of room um and I, I, a note on student politics which comes up constantly in this book it's that student politics in the UK since Tony Blair is a bunch of careerists who are constantly cynically backstabbing one another and trying to like land in safe seats so that they can have careers for life. Let's, student let's not be unkind. It was like that before Blair yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Student politics is just a huge repository of losers. Yeah. They're either like the careerist ones or there are like there are the student politics people who are just like insanely left wing and come up with like AI generated opinions to have. Like oh yeah, like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um and and the, like, the North Korea should decide your breakfast. Yes, that's an NUS policy <laughs> breakfast now. Breakfast update. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> breakfast update. Actually, plenty boiled food. rice. Actually, plenty of food. Um, Lord yeah. Juche. Oh, yeah. Uh, so pickled. Chairman Kim again. has forced himself on the way to my phone, and he's going to tell me about sausages. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Finally, so, some decolonial breakfast. <laughs> right. So, um, and I think that as we see, like, there's this tendency, right, that you all of these centrist books about how politics needs to be nicer they all have been eat like it, it, it's it's the same thing i think that you see in the 1962 louise Bunuel movie uh the exterminating angel which is like a surrealist film it's about a prequel to the terminator a it's a group of spanish <laughs> aristocrats who are at a fine dinner in a house and they find themselves unable to leave like they keep getting up and then forgetting why they got up and so on and so on and they're trapped Oh. Eventually, like chopping up their own furniture and going mad to cook animals that they kill them from around the house. Oh, it's just Spain. Okay. And, and, yeah. and the dinner. Yeah. And, and what e <laughs> Roger Ebert wrote of this film, and I think it's um, a, a very pointed metaphor for what, or very pointed comparison to what we're talking about here, which is the dinner guests represent the ruling class in Franco's Spain, having set a banquet table for themselves by defeating the workers in the left in the Spanish Civil War. They sit down for a feast, only to find that it never ends. They are trapped in their own bourgeois cul de sac, increasingly resentful of being shut off from the world outside. They grow mean and restless, and their worst tendencies are revealed. And that's what unites all of the centrist books complaining about the left that have been written in the last five years, whether it's Matt Fors or Ann Applebaum's or whatever. They are all trapped at the table of politics went bad because charismatic bad guys tricked everyone into being mean on social media. And having defeated the left, they survey the wider electorate and are left with nothing 
because they are just trapped at this self-congratulatory dinner table forever with the politics they made. Yeah, because the but left like, never that's... had any political power. Just at, at that, that time, <laughs> yeah. we were calling him Fat Maud, and we're still calling him Fat Maud now, and <laughs> there's like, nothing also, you can do about yeah, it. Yeah, like, the thing is, right, like, that metaphor works in hindsight, right? Like, once they've won. But at the time this was written, and all of these books were written... It's essentially just that, like, a kind of moderate social democrat got elected to the leader of the Labour Party, and 900,000 books were all published at once, all reading, please stop dunking my head in this toilet, Mr. Corbyn. <laughs> <laughs> and he should have stopped doing that, to be yeah. fair. It probably would have helped his electability. Uh, Matt Ford is, of course, not smart enough to understand this. He's not understand. He's not smart enough to understand that's what's going no, on. He's, he not will- a, he's not an understanding guy. No. Yeah. Uh, so, Milo, can you tell me a little bit about who he is? I know him as a labor bod who worked throughout the sort of middle and end of the Blair years, various organizations, Labor HQ, then Talk Sport, then a podcast. Yeah, he, what I know Matt Ford as, this is, you know what's going to happen is I've never bumped into Matt Ford at a gig, but one day I will bump into Matt Ford at a gig and he will have hate listened to everything I've said about him on the podcast. <laughs> and it's going to be a great moment. Matt Ford is like a, a somewhat crap like mid-tier <laughs> political comedian who has never really achieved success as a comedian, which is what he primarily is. He oh, so is he's Bill Maher. Mm. <laughs> yeah, basically. But he's like, mate, he's not, except he's not as successful as Bill Maher. Like, <laughs> Bill Maher, he, like, he dreams of being Bill Maher. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, yeah, Matt Ford, like he, but he is, he started at the same time as lots of comedians who are now very famous and successful. So he's sort of like ridden on their coattails a bit to like, he has this like popular podcast called Political Party, which is a funny joke because it's a party with politics. <laughs> and he does these like shit Edinburgh shows every year. Like his one last year was called Brexit Pursued by a Bear. The, uh, editor's note, that was also his one the year before and the year before. What? Oh, he just uses the same name. It's cool. always Brexit happening. It's always been the same show. Oh, and it's him just like in the poster was him like running away doing like fake. It was doing like the Uta, like, don't chase me. I'm full of chocolate face. <laughs> and he's being chased by like cartoon Jeremy Corbyn and cartoon Vladimir Putin, who are the same, obviously. Uh-huh. Oh, and, and a bear. And, and also like, uh, Vladimir Putin is uh, gay for Corbyn. Yeah, of course. He, yeah. he, he is a big homosexual. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, he, he does. He does the. Um, he does impressions too, right? Like that's part of his thing. He supposedly he does voices on spitting image. They kind of they're they're like mid tier. They're fine. Mm, they're like, like yeah, it, it, he would so never come up with a jerk van der Klerk. <laughs> no, he would not. He doesn't have the range. He does not have the range. I tell you, Medford, I challenge you right now to come up with a character as developed as jerk van der Klerk. You can't do it. You can't. Um, <laughs> Wait, so um, in Britain is uh, is Corbyn gay? for Putin in the same way as Trump is gay for Putin in America? Uh, uh, no, that, that was just a riff. That was, no, no, uh, no. It, was, oh, okay, it, okay. Was, it was, was it was that Corbyn is like an agent of Putin. Yeah, because, but mm, in, okay. I remember in the Brexit Pursued by a Bear poster, I believe Boris and Putin are shown as being um, like leather daddies. Which we okay, love sure. to see. Yeah. And I think that was in Spitting Image. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but also Matt Ford has a crap Saturday afternoon radio show on Absolute Radio uh, called Rock and Roll Football because he's one of these guys who does the like Sure, I'm a politics nerd, but I'm also a lad who loves football like a bloody bloke. Um, and so they have this thing where it's like, we, t- we banter about the football scores on the radio. It's, it's, it makes me want to pull my own teeth out. And then he also banters about the politics scores because he fundamentally mm. does not see these two things as different activities. They're just two different sports played in two different areas. Yeah, Tories 18, Labour nil. Every goal was an own goal by <laughs> yeah. Labour Party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the score. 
Yeah, and now he's mostly famous for doing a, a satirical puppet show called Spitting Image that I believe we've discussed before. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, and that's uh, sorry, go ahead. That's an old show, right? Yeah, it's a yeah, redo. But they brought they yeah. brought it back to own Corbin, and then Corbin got owned first. Oh, he rebooted it. Yeah. Politically homeless, if you will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, so I mean, bad. Puppet show one? was ruined by Jeremy Corbyn. Matt Ford is now a master of puppets, but like not in a cool Metallica yeah. way. Just in mm. like a he he is in a Fucking... warehouse with a bunch of leathery puppets of like Prince Andrew. Fucking Ugh. puppets! <laughs> Spitting image is very gross show to me. There's something about it that is just like deeply disgusting. I don't know what it is. The puppets just look horrible. Yeah, it's the... very British. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. made of real <laughs> human flesh. Yeah, oh, no, you're, and you'd be right to. Um, the th- <laughs> disgusting. The thing, about, the thing about Spitting Image is again like. They're they're unable, and you can see this sort of in Matt Ford's sort of interaction with politics, is that they're unable to see it as just like uh, all politics. They they have a very cynical view of politics that everyone who's in it is mostly just basically lying, uh, more or less can't be trusted. So, oh, we hit all sides equally because they all have something to satirize. And so it ends up being like, oh, Boris Johnson escapes to go hide out in a um, a university university. Halls of residence to like flee so he doesn't have to see his family, but then the students are too woke, so he leaves. And uh, applause line, epic, yeah, mm. simply <laughs> epic, my dude. Yeah, that's right. So cool. So, um, I think that's that's basically Matt Ford. Can we get into the? Uh, can we get into politically homeless? Oh, absolutely. Let's I'm hear super this. Charged. I want to find out. Going, yeah, let, let's check into the political soup kitchen. <laughs> so, <laughs> finding a political home. Oh, oh, I hate it already. Oh, the three Walking words by- in. <laughs> Walking by the political tent city, <laughs> checking in on all of the flea-ridden political homeless. Political, <laughs> political masses. Yeah, uh, give, give me your, uh, what it says in the Statue of Liberty, uh, give me your tired, your poor, your uh, liberals who are disaffected by the transformation <laughs> like, of politics. Matt Ford yeah. is standing over a big burning barrel right now. As we're, as we're Absolutely. Writing, as He's eating this. this MF eating beans out the yeah. tin. Yeah. <laughs> fingerless gloves, motherfucker. Yeah. So that's right. I'm, I'm now going to. I'm now. I'm. We're all sitting around the the big the big can fire. I'm opening up my bindle and I'm going to present to you different artifacts that I've recovered uh, on my journey up and down the dust bowl. Yeah, uh, trying to find yeah. fiddles. Longer a podcast. This is a collection of hobo tales. <laughs> yeah. um, I, bought, I bought this menstruation rag from Theresa May. <laughs> okay. So finding a political home. My name is Matt Ford. I'm mad. Yeah. That's and how I'm- it starts? What the fuck? Call me Matt Ford. Ford. <laughs> well, look, if you want to pad out word count, you, you that's a great first yeah. line. Am I having him by saying Screw Flanders? <laughs> the <laughs> name of the book you have bought today is yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of word count padding in this, but mm. let's talk about it. My name uh, is Matt Ford, and I'm a political the obsessive. Oxford English Dictionary defines politics. <laughs> no, kind of. He says, I uh, love every bit of it. The ideas, the individuals, the debate, elections, committees, scandals, inquiries, budgets, mistakes, the lot. Who likes the debate? Scandals? This guy is such a fucking nerd. Who <laughs> likes debate other than dead-eyed psychos? It's like, I'm he's a, a, that's I'm what a he wonk. is. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, we, if we... we uh, yeah, in America... In America, they talk quite a bit about, like, lanyard dicks. This mm. is the oh, yeah. most lanyard guy yeah, in Yeah, I Britain. wear my dick around my neck, what of it? This guy is the most <laughs> lanyard guy in Britain, mm. like, of all of them, and it's, it's amusing to me that our most lanyard guy is a comedian. 
Um, <laughs> so he, so basically, yeah, he loves politics, but by this he means he just loves like the the, the scrapping Extended of politics. West Wing fan mm. fiction that he's built mm, around yeah. actual psychos. Yeah, and so uh, doesn't like you know actually doesn't seem to like actually doing anything with it. Mostly, he just likes um, remembering lists of names, uh, which mm. is fun. Mm. Who doesn't like that? The genealogies in the Bible are my favorite. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, the yeah. coolest bits. Yeah. That's what made me a Christian. It was that's all that begatting. Yeah, that's why I, I believe in God. I knew it was a sex religion because I could begat. Yeah. <laughs> Some people went even further and wrote down lists of names, like uh, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> so, <Or> Homer, <laughs> so he discusses his childhood in Nottingham. However, like at the sharp end of many of the injustices of the Thatcher years, too poor to buy their house, demonized as a single mom, etc. It's, uh, it's fine. It's it's standard. Now let's skip to 1997. Ooh. Oh, labor no. Under, oh no! Labor under Blair felt young, vibrant, and exciting. The mm. tone of Britain was changing. It felt like a time of hope and optimism. What seemed to emerge was that people from my sort of background could go on and achieve things. All my football heroes were working class. I adored Oasis for their music, but I also... Footballers were always working class. Like, what? <laughs> no, like, I... football that wasn't traditionally like a hoity-toity aristocratic sport. <laughs> yeah, Lord, Lord Richard Highsmith in goal. I was like, yeah, fucking, like, Blair bought it in. Like, before that, Lord Lucan played for fucking Manchester City. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Don't you guys have polo, too? <laughs> I, I adored Oasis for their music, but I also strongly identified with their class pride. Being skint meant you had to work harder, but it wasn't something to be ashamed of. Not everyone wants to be or can be a footballer or a rock and roll star, and that's where Tony Blair came in. It's very funny to me the idea that anyone identifies with Oasis on like a personal level, given that the members of Oasis are just huge cunts. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. terrible people. There's nothing people. politically to like about Oasis. Uh, yeah. the change- so, yes, is ahead. Matt Ford working class? Like, uh, Yes. Okay. Well, let's say let's say culturally working class, right? Mm. Because that's a thing that we all have to pretend is real now. Is oh, that right. like, <laughs> yeah. if, no? If, if, if you grew up poor and then become successful and like become potentially quite wealthy and like uh, make puppet money, which I mm. for some reason assume is substantial, you're still <laughs> working class because like yeah. you remember your days and the the. Uh, the hunger factory, right? Yeah. So. right? And I should also point out that in the like in the cursed British class system for our American listeners, Matt Ford isn't someone who reads working class. Like he very much comes over middle class. Like mm. he d- doesn't have a way. He's not someone who like people would be like, oh, that's a working class guy who I should treat in mm. a working class look, way. Look he, at like, his whip it. Well, ex- exactly. Yes, uh, so, he, yeah, he yeah, sounds like, middle class. He, 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 he's sounds, like, he's he looks and sounds like a Blairite guy, which is to say, you file all of the hard edges off at university, and they just you just replace them with extra lanyards. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So, <laughs> he, he would have been working class at this time, but no, he's not anymore. So he okay, says that's he, where that's where Tony he's not Blair like came lying. <laughs> no, because um, a lot of Americans would just lie. They're mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, I can't work in class, and my dad only only was the co-owner of Ray, uh, Raytheon or whatever." Yeah, that's right. we technically grew up in uh, social housing because it was a presidential palace yeah. provided yeah. by the state. <laughs> I love this. Uh, due to d- due to a complex due to a complex uh, a- arrangement designed to shield him from legal liability, my dad was technically an employee of a shell company that owned an arms manufacturer. So yeah. <laughs> we're working class. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he says, I wrote to Tony Blair when I was 14 and asked to join nerd, the Labour Party. Nerd, fuck off, Sim. nerd. Sim. <laughs> and Don't I you got join? Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? Do you have to email somebody to sign up? Uh, no, you just go to your community labor, constituency Labour Party and you sign up or you sign up yeah. online now. It's pretty simple. Dear Tony, enclosed is a vial of my blood. 
Tony, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. Uh, yeah. I, I hope I got... we could have an Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton type thing going on. <laughs> what type of thing is that? I, <laughs> they wear I their got... own blood. Oh, yeah. It's really horny. I, I got a letter back from his correspondent secretary saying it needed to be at least 15, but they also included a photo of Tony Blair. <laughs> cool. Who would want that? Yo, call me when you're 15, sexy. <laughs> so I wrote to each other cabinet minister asking for a photo of them as well. Ah! What? what? Ah! Why? Oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? Because, like, grooming himself. <laughs> they're, not, they're not good looking people. Fuck me. If only that SNP guy had been around then, eh, Alice? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Christ. So yeah. he's, like, he's basically this kid who has just, like, Sort of fan fo- uh, photos on his wall. writing to Derek Mackay to see what's going on. <laughs> like uh, a- hi, Derek. Hi. Derek's just like, hi. Hi. I got, what's up? I got, this, I got this fan photo of David Blunkett on my wall. <laughs> David Blunkett? Is that a real guy? Yeah, it's a real guy. Oh, it's a real <laughs> oh, ass man, guy. That sounds so a man who fucked. Wow. Well, <laughs> maybe he still does fuck. I'll trade, I don't know. I'll trade you this rookie Jack Straw for your Peter Mandel suit. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Straw absolutely rules. I still, every time someone brings up Jack Straw, I remember when in like 2001, he shook hands with Robert Mugabe at some like international conference and he got in trouble for it. And then he claimed that he didn't know it was Robert Mugabe because, quote, it was dark. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Awesome. Fuck me. So um, basically Ford then joins the SWP, but doesn't like how much they hate Blair because he thinks Blair is fun. Yeah, and he, he likes- hates the SWP, which is like uh, <laughs> one of the larger and more cult-like parties to yeah. the left of Labour, one of the small ones. But also uh, they're Trotskyists, so... Yeah, he, do- he doesn't like them for all of the wrong reasons, which are <laughs> that they're not epic new Labour guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the SWP, absolute psychos. But yeah, Matt, Matt Ford has just not got yeah. a read on them at all. No. Just, just not. He is not. He's not understanding that Trotskyism is revisionism, and so he's um, really <laughs> does not care for them for the Stalin wrong reason. Stalin only. It's not principled. That's right. Yeah. Um. Much of Ford's writing also is about how much of a legend he is, like how he used his labor ID that he got at fifteen to like get into pubs, like before I was old enough. I'm left wing enough to come in. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and like how he just keeps getting drunk at different things, and it, it's, it's all not really difficult to drink underage in Britain. So, no, certainly not in the not Midlands. Difficult. Yeah. So, what uh, else do you do in the Midlands? Br- uh, Bryn and Chris, can you just quickly tell me what is socialism to you? Tough question. The proletarian ownership of the means of production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, simple definition. That's a simple definition. Uh, what does Matt, Matt Ford says? What is socialism to me? Socialism mm. is when my head is dunked in this toilet. That's <laughs> when I'm um, gay. Already, <laughs> already, I'd had a powerful political education. I'd learned that socialism means vastly different things to different people. To my mm. mom, it just meant fairness. Yeah, but only because people haven't bothered to look it up. Yeah. That's like saying <laughs> nuclear fusion means different things to different people. Like, well, sure, because most people have no fucking idea what it is. Um, I talked to Michael Bay, who seems to think <laughs> nuclear fusion is little green balls. <laughs> uh, to others, like my... For- so it's like, yeah, my mother's socialism was uh, rooted in tackling inequality and justice. It was gentle and poetic. Okay. So, you cool. know. Cool. She, just, says she sounds nice. Just he, yeah. he wants a socialist? To, I, I like my mum. Now, yeah. let me mom, just shock you. <laughs> yeah. So, I like that. He's like, for me, socialism is fairness and t- finding inequality and injustice. By what metric? That is how you define inequality, injustice, or fairness. That never comes into it. It's just yeah. however Not you important. feel. No. And that's why he hates Corbyn, because Corbyn didn't want to do any yeah. of those things. In fact, that's why I believe Marx wrote his uh, praise of the, of the Gotha program. 
Mm. Yeah, um. <laughs> love the Gotha program. <laughs> <laughs> love Gotha. Love the program. Simple as. Yeah. Um, yeah. We stand a Gotha program. Don't like it, that's a critique. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I mean, like the the, the the Gotha program, like it was the, the whole critique of the Gotha program is just basically excoriating like the sort of mealy mouth, mealy mouth, poorly defined, uh, just desires for things to be a bit nicer without specifying right. what that actually means. Um, I've had enough of this spectre. What's on in Europe? <laughs> All right, yeah, like, like, why can't it fuck off? Going on Africa or something? I'm trying to hang out with uh, with my friends, uh, uh, Metternich and uh, G- and German police spies, and this fucking ghost keeps <laughs> <laughs> haunting my spectre. <laughs> I wish that got Marx talked like that. Yeah, you can't prove that he didn't. And if my research with the documentary Assassin's Creed Syndicate is being believed, <laughs> <laughs> is he in Karl Marx talking that game? Yeah, 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 he does. Wow. There are that's escort awesome. missions where you have to protect Marx from the cops. <gasps> what? <laughs> wow, that's awesome. So, what uh, on to, earth? To, to others, like my former comrades in the SWP, socialism was more serious. Well, mm, yeah, because okay. it's, it's in the name. Socialist Workers' yeah, Party. It's the, the, the S. It's the yeah. S it was about total control. It was oh, I thought it stood for the cool S. <laughs> yeah, it was about <laughs> heavy, serious attacks. Which we all tax. have tattoos. As well as attempting to tackle injustice by creating a quality of outcome. So like some 2001 liberalism there. It had mm-hmm. pernicious implications for freedom of the media and judiciary, let alone opponents in- internal or external. Oh, the, the, those things that are definitely real. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. He's Just- also doing this thing where, like, he's being like, "Oh, well, there are some, there are some pretty wacky people in the SWP." Like, okay, sure. And he's also having a go at people in the SWP for being boring nerds. Like, you're a boring nerd, you fuck. You wrote to every cabinet minister when you were 14. <laughs> to get pictures of them. To get pictures of them. them. <laughs> so you could jack off to Tony Blair's headshot. Yeah. <laughs> people kept mocking me for my jacket made of pictures of the cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> when I handed in my resignation from the SWP, there was no raging row. No ice pick to the head. I don't know what, like, who's that guy? That's the first funny joke he's <laughs> yeah. told in this book. Yeah. I don't know what the Nottingham equivalent of an ice pick to the head is. Probably a, co- a chip cob in the face. Uh, oh, he ruins it. What's that? Oh, what? it's, oh. uh, it's like a, like, a, like a sandwich made of french fries. Oh, you never had a chip cob? <laughs> I assume it's a, <laughs> well, how would I have you that? You got a bit of wet on there? I assume that it's a like what? a bar... <laughs> It's a, like, it's a kind of balm. It's a balm. Someone was a balm and a fritter. Well, it, has, um, it has a balm, and then it like, has. And then they put to, chips in it. The three, the three of us, like in mm. shirt sleeves and a smoke filled room, just yeah. exasperated. Like, okay, okay, uh, okay. Have you, have you guys time, ever had a bap? Do you know bap? what balm is? <laughs> you ever had a no. salve in a bap? <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine what about, what about a, a French a fry sandwich. It, yeah, it's a French fry sandwich on a bun. I've had a Welsh rarebit. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. It's mm. cheese. It's very different, though. Um, okay, yeah. so mo- moving You're on. Or at a Wigan Welsh rabbit. So no. tribalism. <laughs> I can I can totally understand how people get radicalized. Being part of a tribe, particularly no, form- can't. one form with a mission <laughs> mission in mind and a conviction of its own, is highly seductive. That fusion of a moral purpose and a sense of belonging can inspire loyalty, usually reserved Wait, only for family. Is is this like him inadvertently doing some serious self-criticism by being like, yeah, actually, New Labour has had a similar effect on me as ISIS has. No. <laughs> like yeah. I said, he is, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to avoid doing too much like, oh, the projection is, is constant. It's the only consistent value. 
Uh, this is the one bit of yes, that I am going to do. Though, where, where he's like, man, you can really just get sucked into these groups where they just take your whole identity. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that that I, I would hate for that to happen to me. Uh, yeah. Um, have you seen oh my, my gallery of pictures? I have to go into yeah. my wallet and look at this picture of Tony Blair. Like. <laughs> In my career as editor of De Blair. Yeah. Um, that few, it's, a, it's something that unites churches, political parties, and terrorists. Okay. Because he does this thing where he'll be like in the middle of a word and then he'll like stop as though he's talking to you, which is. The hallmark of some fantastic writing. Youth pasta shit. Yeah. So when he's sitting right. backwards on the chair. Uh, it's starting to feel a bit combative, but let's see where that ends up. Anyone who disagrees me, with me is evil and must be destroyed. Is all in caps. Okay. Th th so, was, that cool. a, was that a, a joke? Cool. Uh, I, well, he says, oh, you've gone too far. Run the simulation again. I don't know what, what? that means. Oh, yeah, I get what he's is saying. he also playing Assassin's Creed? <laughs> no, he's, he's, assassin. he's doing a bit, but like he is trying to assassinate Marx. Yeah. Also, it's the uh, it's what <laughs> I find it. I'm just gonna go back in time and kill baby Marx. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what I mean, like, if you really want to think about this, right? Like, he spends the entire book being like, "Oh, it's unthinkable what the what the, the awful left mm. want to do. They have to be fought at every turn and just get, and and excommunicated." Yeah. And then he says, "What we have to do is agree with the Tories more." And blah blah blah. You hear that a billion times in the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. And it's the, just, it's, it's the boring. hard left love riding around on Toyota Hiluxes with 50 cals on the back and shooting mm -hmm. at the Kurdish Peshmerga. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so there, here's where we get to the things where it becomes quite fun. Uh, He's telling a story about a by-election in Leicester South in 2004. Oh, I it's a strap in. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, now it, I'm, I've got a semi already. Yeah, just going back to moan.wav for this. Like, yeah. this, is, this is genuinely, like, Matt Ford is genuinely excited by the idea of a by-election in Leicester South, well, right? Well, here's, mm. here's the bit I've clipped from this. I love being bi. Which is... <laughs> for I, he's elections, like, honestly. uncut gems, but for politics. He's, like, going into, like, William Hill and trying to place a 25-way parlay on a fucking by-election that the guy in the oh betting shop God, hasn't I'm heard of. And he's come. like, look, mate, this is, too, this is too nerdy of a bet. Like, you can even bet on an horse or on a football. But I'm not taking his shit. So uh, I disagree, I, Gary. He has to go to deep, like backroom gambling just to bet on his nerd politics. Like <laughs> somebody cares. And he's watching the count, and he's like, 50 spoiled ballots. We got, we got this. We <laughs> got this." So check this out. Uh, my job. What this was 2004. The Iraq War was raging, and the mm. basically the election was in this area was between Labour and the Lib Dems, who were mostly running on anti-war. Mm -hmm. So. Said, I dressed up. I dressed up as a chicken and stalked Lib Dem leader Charles Kennedy around Leicester South. What the fuck? <laughs> cool. Thanks. Embattled, <laughs> alcoholic Charles Kennedy being followed around by like a shit comedian who's dressed as a chicken is such a great image. And the problem is that that comedian in the chicken outfit no longer feels like he's represented by any of the major parties. <laughs> oh, man. I feel bad for Charles Kennedy. He was an uh, Have you dude. ever seen the movie uh, U.S. Marshals with Tommy Lee Jones and Wesley Snipes? Uh, yes. <laughs> I've never watched it, but I know the movie you mean. It opens with Tommy Lee Jones in a chicken costume pulling out a gun. <laughs> and that's yeah. what I'm imagining. Episode yeah. out. Episode out. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you, better, you better not tell anyone about those herbs and spices, bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the plan was we'd find out where he was going to be, and I'd have to. Why is he writing this like a heist? Right, the plan's simple. We don't, don't, in the don't, vault, don't, in the chicken suit. We need a tiny Chinese guy. Check this out, check this out. The plan was. We'd find out where he was going to be, and I'd have to drop whatever I was doing and run over there, um, and then creep up to Kennedy to get in shot so that any media coverage about the Lib Dem campaign would be ruined by me, 
jumping up and down and clucking like a chicken while my colleague yelled into a loud hailer, and this line is a doozy, the Lib Dems are soft on crime, soft on thugs, soft oh on God. drugs. Oh my what? God. Ooh. Why is he admitting to this? Why is he just <laughs> wow. writing this down as though it's a cool oh, thing that he did? We will find out why that is because, boy, does he ever echo that I, sentiment. I was hoping they were going to be saying that Charles Kennedy was a chicken for not supporting the Iraq war, which would have been awesome. I think that was <laughs> also the implication. That, like, yeah. No, the implication is that he's a chicken for being soft on thugs. Yeah, <laughs> thugs. I don't, I don't know what... I'm not imagining them as any particular fellas, race. I don't you, know about you. you. <laughs> fellas, you ever been traveling and a guy strangles you to death with a scarf? <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Yeah, oh, I damn, it. I got thuggy again in Leicester South. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it when I'm traveling to Thebes to get away from the prophecy that's been dogging my early life, and I'm met by an, a, a crotchety old man on the way. <laughs> Wait, what is this reference? Uh, Oedipus, Oedipus. Oedipus Rex. So, yeah. oh. uh, so basically, the per- and the person doing the yelling was a woman named Glennis Wilmot, who was the leader of the European Parliamentary Labour Party from 2009 to 2017 and is considered widely a very nice person by the Labour Party. <laughs> oh, much, cool. much like Matt okay. Did vote against Corbyn. Ah. So, surprise. Children. Yeah. <laughs> soft, soft on thugs. Soft on thugs. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time I think about thugs. thugs, I'm totally soft. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, that also, that exact stunt occurred in an episode of The West Wing the following year. And then no. Cap- yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Was that inspired by this? Or just <laughs> I don't coincidence? know. Coincidence? <laughs> Wait, there's a guy watching Matt Ford in the chicken suit who's like phoning up Aaron Sorkin in a film booth and he's like, hey, Aaron, <laughs> yeah, it's your brother Marvin. Marvin <laughs> Sorkin. <laughs> you know that new that West show, Wing show? Well, get for? a load of this. <laughs> <laughs> you know that epic political stunt you've been looking for? Well, check yeah. out this. <laughs> Look at this. And then it's like for, it, for, for months, Aaron Sorkin staring at a whiteboard, head in hands, with like the rest of the season <laughs> of the West Wing diagrammed out in a big gap for like <laughs> rising action. And then he just gets in his like chicken suit. Yeah. Chicken <laughs> Tommy is, Lee Jones cameo. It's, it's happened dozens of times now since. It happens constantly. Yeah. In British politics. Oh, they, think, they thought it was so epic. Yeah. Anyway, um, weird handshake meme Corbyn and Matt Ford there. Yeah. <laughs> so they lost. <laughs> anyway, Labour lost that election to the Lib Dems because it was very. It was 2004 and it was like the and war party. Their, their big idea was a dancing chicken to indicate that Charles Kennedy was soft on thugs. Uh, and this <laughs> is. Yeah. People, I think, people will still talk about how much of a political genius and a once in a generation mind Tony Blair was and that this is what he produced was Matt Ford in the chicken suit. I, I'm soft on everything. Everything I drink half a bowl of Johnny Walker a day. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is, this, it, I haven't heard a Charles Kennedy impression in about fifteen. Years. I can't remember what he sounded like. And I just remember he was Scottish. Check, check this out. Check this out. The the following section. If you thought the chicken suit was good, the following section is better. Oh, okay. All right. However, there was a silver lining to the defeat. So, uh, by the way, it's only Labour's job to be in government. Uh, it's like Labour's defeats are inexcusable when Tony Blair isn't the leader. When Tony Blair is the leader, there's a silver lining to the defeat. And Absolutely. Here's what it is. Good leaders Here and bosses all. understand such the, t- such the toil such a defeat takes on you and realize that there must be a reward for the effort. Does anyone want to guess r- what the reward is? He got to keep the chicken suit. <laughs> mm. Lanyard. Lanyard. He got a lanyard. An ice he got cream like party? a challenge coin. Uh, what do you say, Chris? I'm going to guess that pictures. sandwich you guys are talking about earlier with the fries. Oh, yeah, some kind of chip sandwich. <laughs> Probably something like that. Yeah. Uh, being the party of Tony government. Blair, Tony Blair calls Matt Ford and is like, we're going to go to McDonald's. 
You can have a smack bomb get the birthday area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Uh, so being well, a party of government comes with a great perk, which is you can go to parties at Downing Street. Oh, ah. for fuck's sake. What's go that? Uh, it's the it's the it's, where the it's prime like, minister it's lives. It's like he went he went to the White House basically. Yeah. He <laughs> thought that this was epic. Yeah, going to number ten at any time is a treat. Cool chicken soup. Yeah, want to take it to number ten? People people Great kept in, people kept inviting me to the toilet, but I kept saying no, no, thank you. I'm good here. I don't need to pee. I'll just keep on with this squash that I'm drinking. <laughs> so, uh, going to number ten at any time is a treat. Going there for a party is even better. Oh, he's a dog. <laughs> Big no, tree. he's an actual dog. <laughs> he's a child. Yeah. <laughs> Alex and I were talking about this earlier, and the way to understand Matt Ford, and this will become abundantly clear, is that if in the plane of politics, he is the child who has been allowed into the cockpit and given a sticker. <laughs> yeah, in the like, plane the, of the, politics, the there's I only one pilot, and he hates the terrorist of politics. I don't know. The more the you way guys... I described this book was as a sailor suit ass, big lollipop ass <laughs> book. It's just skipping along, doing hopscotch. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, the Al Qaeda Terminator crawling to the front of the plane to get to child <laughs> Matt Ford. Yeah. So, so uh, the, he says the invite came through the post on thick white card with embossed black letters on it, saying the Prime Minister requests the company of Mr. Matthew Ford. He's impressed by like the most basic shit. Ooh. I used to get in- invitations Sim. like that to dinners at Cambridge University Cycling Club. Like it's just you just get them printed. You, know, you think? Do you think the government has access to like a special invitation printer? So Blair writes them. He embosses them himself. He carves the stamp and then he embosses the thing. It shows up. Yeah. Tony Blair clearly just does not like Matt Ford very much. Tony Blair heating up the wax in his asshole to seal Matt Ford's invitation. <laughs> so he says, "I couldn't believe they were actually going to let me in." <laughs> me neither I'm like uh, yeah much like all the pubs uh, they, right. they checked my ID and I was allowed to saunter up to Downing Street at my leisure that was the coolest bit and I tried to savor every step I mean he's, oh, like, he's, just, a, he's just a monarchist right like a, yeah, aside yeah, from yeah, being yeah. A, 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 like precocious 8 to 10 year old he's also just a monarchist and he's like mm. I can go to the thing Oh, the thing with the fucking where the prime minister lives, I can go there. That's like where the Me? country lives. Yeah, he got a golden <laughs> ticket from opening all of his uh, Pokemon cards of MPs, and then he gets to go to the Willy Wonka politics factory. So I'm basically a- in charge now. Yeah. <laughs> do you think? Do you think he tried to get Tony Blair to cure him of scrofula? So mm. he says, I, I stood at the gates before and in vain tried to see the front door, but now I was there approaching that imposing black door with its beautiful shiny gloss. Now oh, this is quite Trump. The beautiful wanna, door. I want to fuck the door. The letterbox. <laughs> there's more. There's more door conversation here. Yeah, he <laughs> wants the, to fuck the door. The What's letter the box? door where they bang on it and then they shut the door in their face? What, is a that a different door? door? That's a different door. Is it That's in the same building? That's in Parliament, no, in right? Parliament. They bang oh, okay. at it with the yeah. mace or something. <laughs> yeah. they, I bet they, he loves they, that shit too. They oh, love to yeah. fuck doors there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate injury is Matt Ford's dick is wedged <laughs> in a door in the house of <laughs> And then they slam it on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a kink thing. He like paints his dick to look like the mace and he's like, boy, I hope he bangs <laughs> the door with my dick. That would be ever so lovely. <laughs> so he says, the letterbox, the lamp above the door, even the font of the number 10, it just looks amazing. Amazing. It's so cool. It's the it's the backdrop to so many important moments in history. Yeah. yeah. That's right, man. Um, yeah, well, that time we supported Augusto Pinochet. Yeah, it was, it was, that was the door. Yeah, that was the All same the door. imperialism. Absolutely. Wow. I, I can't believe I'm looking at the most political door in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, 
yeah, just this closely guy, followed by the door to number eleven, which is right next door. It's the treasury, <laughs> the treasury, yeah. and Downing Street. It's at the same place. Yeah, crazy. Oh boy, it's a whole street of political building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's just he's just a child. <laughs> um. I'm tempted to pretend that I can't remember uh, what I said exactly the first time I got to meet the Prime Minister, uh, but I can remember. So thank you for the good writing, Matt, really padding the word count there. Cool. <laughs> my exact words were, excuse me, mate, do you know where the bogs are? In my defense... No, no, he didn't say that. In I my, refused to in my defense, I didn't realize it was Tony Blair mm. because he had his back to me. He turned around and I blurted, oh God, it's you. I'm so sorry. So he's just basically taking the line from um, Love Actually. Yeah, but also, <laughs> crucially... Simp. Yeah. Is it, wait, he, he is just the Martin McCutcheon character from Love Actually. Yeah. Well, oh, oh, piss. I've gone and said fuck in front of the Prime Minister. Oh, fuck. I've said it again. Oh, no. And again. Uh, so he says, then showing the mark of true leadership, the most powerful man in the country told me where the toilets were. <laughs> <laughs> like, awesome. Wow. Tony Blair told me where to piss. I am mm. blessed. <laughs> this That's guy's right. like Matt Ford is de- like Matt Ford's not, a, not an old man. He's like 37. He's definitely going to outlive Tony Blair, and he's going to take <laughs> one of his shin mentally bones. Mentally far younger. But yeah. he's going to take and pray to one of Blair's shin bones. Yeah, he's going to be <laughs> pressing F at the graveside. Mm. But, like, you know what this reminds me of is one of the pod save Johns, or one of those crew, when they were a mm. staffer for Obama, uh, were on Air Force One with him, and during, like, an idle moment, they asked him a really personal question about, like, parenting or something, because they had just mm. had a kid, and they were like... Yeah, I'm really kind of struggling with oh, this. Yeah. And a clearly bored Barack Obama goes, uh, I don't know, I guess you guys you know. <laughs> and he's like, well, if you like, like a child, shit, you can keep the it. Fucking, the, the president of the United States just told me, just bestowed this wisdom on me that, hey, I'm, man, sometimes you just go with the parents, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this is an incredible Obama impression. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Tommy Vieter. I want to say that it was that guy. I, well, I, I consciously was not doing an Obama voice because, <laughs> like, I wanted it to seem off the cuff. But apparently, what I ended up with was Boomhouse. Yeah, damn old God President, damn damn old Supreme Court man. I was going to Denver, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, in America, in America, you have the Pod Save Johns, and here we have Prime Minister Where Are the Johns? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the two genders. Thank you, Milo. I um, also think they're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the toilets, <laughs> all toilets. So oh, yeah, what toilets. they want to get sat on by a naked child? Like a <laughs> oh, no. I should get rid of them. Um, so uh, on, so that's basically he worships Blair. We'll go back to a little more Blair stuff on internal party dynamics. He says during my time in the Labour Party, I was on the right of the party for two key reasons. Number one, I am a big, dumb fucking moron. I'm a fascist. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's kind of what he says. He says, the right of the party more closely reflected my opinions, and I believe the values of the country. It's Mm -hmm. not interrogating that belief Yeah, the values (laughs) of Britain suck. Yeah, I agree. White supremacy and imperialism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, People from my background needed a labor government, and the right of the party being more in tune with the country is most likely to win. (laughs) Also, a, a labor government that just what does like yeah PFI and shit. Sure, stop. That isn't soft on thugs. Yeah, all that got to be all hard that on matters thugs. is that children get a book read to them. That is the only thing that has ever happened in mm. politics. And just and like <laughs> the whole thing, he talks a lot about like oh, well, the labor needs to stop criticizing the legacy of the only time it was ever electorally successful, as though nothing that happened during the Blair years included the great financial crisis and the handling of it. 
Yeah, oh, yeah as they? if nothing that happened during the Blair years led to why people don't vote Labour anymore. That th- that's mm. not a reason. But it's not like it's not like Blair ever like fucking you know was in a declining popularity situation after some things that happened. <laughs> no, well, no, it's because all of, because then people that what happens right the main centrist argument tends to be that centrism is no longer popular because of a mass scale moral failure. Mm. Essentially, yeah, which leads us to populism. Right? Yeah, the proles have gotten to to into like being told what they want to hear. Like, yes, you can have food, and or yes, you can have racism. Nature. Yeah, or yeah. yes, yeah. you can have more racism than we tend to allow politely. Mm. Yeah, um, but like it, it, Tony <sighs> Blair can never fail the country. The country can only fail Tony Blair. Effectively, that yeah, that and, is right. And, which is weird because at the same time they always seem to think of of politics not as identifying what you want and trying to move things in that direction, but rather as a mass market research exercise where a group of people who are united by being good have to figure out exactly what every voter wants and then just say that. Yeah, it's yeah, weirdly right. quite juche, isn't it? Like Tony Blair, <laughs> Kim Il Blair, the eternal president. It really is. We just like have to the, find a way of selling him back. a curious lack of insight and being like, huh, what are the odds that I and my friends are the only people with good politics? You wouldn't think it would be like that, but it yeah. turns out it is. It actually uh, is. So, yeah. It's called having a podcast, Matt. <laughs> so, uh, what are the values of the right of the party I found so appealing? And here Racism. is his... Racism. Here, here is Racism. his... Here Racism. is his... Well, uh, I... I he, I think we we can't necessarily say that. Uh, I'd be surprised outright. if he said that. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he said <laughs> yeah. that. He doesn't say that. Especially if he said it five times, <laughs> and that was the entire. <laughs> Very <bit>. weird. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you gotta pat that word count. So, uh, mm. based on my experience of growing up and uh, up around all sorts of petty crime and intimidation, new layer labor being tough on crime was massive for me. Thugs. Yeah. The thugs who, who yeah. the, like the the Tories were too soft on uh, yeah. in the eighties because being because being tough on crime actually reduces the instances <gasps> of crime apart from if you read any sociological study literally right. ever conducted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like, the man in a chicken suit told me. So here's the thing, right? You could read the sociological stuff about what tough on crime policing does, or you could uh, just do a gut check. Yeah, you could just say like, yeah, we'll, we'll, "I'll try it. explaining that on the on the doorstep he in says, Bishop Auckland." Because when I was a kid, our house was burgled. Oh no, <laughs> burgled, oh, burgled! Shit. I say, oh, fuck. Did I, say it? I think it's technically the correct. They burgled my political house. They took all my hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> they took my photos of David Plunkett. Yeah. <laughs> the hamburger stole my pe- my photo of fucking Momo. <laughs> like he 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 really like is determined to like internalize that thing about like a, a conservative is just a liberal who's been mugged. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's just, a new like, labor is just yeah, old no, labor who's been burgled. Yeah, yeah. I'm just doing Not that. Not my but shiny Jackie Smith. <laughs> is there no God? Uh, <laughs> Are you saying they also took my first edition Peter Mandelson? <laughs> it came with it was a very buttery car. Yeah, so everything was gone. Everything was gone apart from the heavy furniture. We had our suspicions about who might have done it, but they were never caught. Led in this book. Not enough fingerprints and no CCTV. We had our suspicions about who did it. Yes. What do you mean? Yeah. If we had had mandatory ID cards and CCTV and a cop following every yeah. person, if only they had a ring doorbell, I would still have my. Foil Mo Mola. <laughs> I, I still prickle at the powerlessness of getting burgled. <laughs> he prickles. He, he prickles at the powerlessness. I turn myself into a prickle, Morty. <laughs> <laughs> I've been burgled again. Shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm burgled. I'm prickle Rick. 
<laughs> Being burgled. Okay, okay, okay but read, read this paragraph again, but replace every instance of burgled with hamburg. <laughs> I, I still prickle at the powerlessness of getting hamburgled. Being hamburgled isn't about the theft, it's about a hamburglar prowling around your home, <laughs> violating your space. There's nothing left wing about letting people get intimidated in a home they can't afford to move out of that hamburglary and subsequent hamburgleries had huge impacts on my politics. I, you know, I, I, I kind of want to be, I want to play devil's advocate here and I want to be like, no, it is actually left wing to say that burglary is good and you mm. should like, if you haven't been burgled, you should get burgled. And if you haven't been burgled, you should like arrange it. Yeah, exactly. Line one of my manifesto as leader of the Labour Party is 72 point bold italic underlined font. Every British person will be burgled within the first hundred days. Yeah, hand burgled specifically. Yeah, right. None of your beef patties are safe. No, basically, also, I, I love the like, because any, like, the, the right of the progressive, allegedly progressive parties. They always tend to say, oh, actually, we the, the really left-wing thing to do is going to be to protect the workers as opposed to the people who steal from them. By the way, they're not the owners. They're the, the burglars. They yeah, around. the burglars aren't workers. Yeah. Bur burgling is not work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I was hamburgled and it drove me into the political <laughs> tendency of grimace. So he said, well, I closed down I'm the hamburger mine, so I had to become so hamburger. He says, there is a legitimate debate to be had about civil liberties, and I care about them deeply, but in my experience, those who focus but. on the, the of these, those who focus on the <laughs> However, evils of CCTV should be thrown in jail. <laughs> Soft on hamburgers. <laughs> he says, he says, Nowadays, you want a burger, they throw you in jail. <laughs> he says, he says uh, in my experience, camp, uh, civil liberties campaigners who focus on the evils of CCTV. By the way, Britain is the most surveilled country in the entire world. Yeah, I, I, would, I don't know about use that. it to catch burglars. Yeah. Yep. If you get if you get burgled, they're still not gonna catch the guy. No, the police can literally have CCTV of a burglar and be like, "Oh, well, so, well." When I say most surveilled, <laughs> by the way, I mean like number of CCTV cameras per capita. Yeah. Right. Um, and I just wanted the criminals to get caught. I wasn't advocating the guillotine, although I would fantasize about it. No, I you was advocating what? the You news. fucking freak. Uh, 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 I mean, those people stole my MC Hammer album, one of the most brazen crimes you can commit. The cover even states, you can't touch this. Oh, he did. Wait, is that really in the book? from the clutch as he, like, shifts into, into joke mode. For fuck's sake, Matt. I, I'm very upset by the quality of the jokes in this. Like, I really thought that there would be better, like, I don't know, just better better quality, like, banter in it. I'd, like, For instance, we we blew his entire shit out of the water with merely replacing it with Hamburgled. And yeah. where he funny. comes up with instead is... I, MC Hammer, remember the eighties, you know? Yeah, Riley, I thought yeah. you were making up a really bad joke that he might have hypothetically put in the book. <laughs> no, not no. an actual he joke. This. Yeah, that he wrote that. I'm I'm sorry, oh, everybody. Man. So here's and here is my actual I, I have two favorite lines from this. I think this is my favorite one. Um this is about ideology, principles, and mindset. Uh <clears throat> politics is a great creative adventure to solve the problems we face as a society with good ideas. Um, cool. But the combative nature of politics <laughs> often distracts us from enjoying the intellectual challenge of engaging with a party's ideas or coming up with our own. No, fuck all, off. All, Absolutely fuck all off. All hitherto existing history is the history of ideas struggle. So check this out. Whether <laughs> it's big ideas such as ideologies and a notion of freedom or policy <laughs> Ideology. ideas like minimum wage or free schools, entertaining new ideas is the fuel of politics. 
Mm. And what happens when you run out of fuel? Well, depending on the scenario, you either come to a juddering halt on the motorway and you have to call the AA or you can't heat your home. Even worse, hey, sort of two kinds of fuel. Even yeah. worse, it <laughs> might mean you can't fire up the barbecue. A third oh, no, not the, the grill! Like, not the grill! <laughs> the gear grinding noise as he goes from like uh, the point he's making to and joke is so deafening every time. <laughs> oh. also, also, what I love is entertaining new ideas is the fuel of politics. It's no, it so isn't. bad. This is this is like the whole like in the game of politics, there's only one quarterback thing again. Oh, we get some of that later. Yeah, oh, yeah, the hamburg, hell. but yeah, like the just, but what, what, that's, that's what really ruins a barbecue is when you're reattaching a new gas bottle, and meanwhile yeah. the fucking hamburger has stolen all the hamburger. Yeah, but also I love I, I love I, I love that metaphor where it's just like ta- it's just like the capacity to uh, to change your mind is what drives the car of politics. Just, <laughs> what oh, yeah. does that mean? Mm. In the Toyota Prius of politics, there's <laughs> only one. What does it mean? Nothing. Absolutely like, nothing. Like the entirety of Matt Ford's political agenda. It's meaningless. It's just like people shouldn't be mean to me. Yeah. Like, I like just how you like- say... <laughs> Sorry, guys. I like how you say that, you know, this se- this section is called, what do you say, ideology and politics? And then ideology, he defines... Ideology, principles, and mindset. And he f- mm-hmm. defines neither, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> the big stuff, like ideology, and that's like your gas tank, and then the politics is like the gas inside the tank. And yeah. then I guess the political party, it's like the match you strike to light your gas tank on fire. <laughs> well, no, it's and then you have an on-fire car. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Then, and you see, the civil service is like the crankshaft, and then the immigration system is like the seatbelt. But right. uh, Jeremy Corbyn is the IRA putting a bomb under this car. Yeah. <laughs> now, now the Department of Energy—that's the—that's uh, the uh, uh, wind, that's the sunroof. Yeah, <laughs> just just uh, 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 politics. Uh, it's um, uh, constituency parties. Now uh, that's your radio. That's right. Um, so them, it's just that's really funny. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, here's a great one. This is some word count right here. I'm gonna oh, want to read this whole thing, and I'm just. Bear with me. There's a paradox about political education. You can Mm. end up becoming more aware and educated about your chosen side, but also closing yourself off to alternatives. You're simultaneously becoming more enlightened and more ignorant. We do this in other areas of our lives as well, of course, so we shouldn't feel too bad about it. Now, I'm going to put this to all of you. What do you think? Now, Alice, you know, so you don't get to This is just a drill tweet. This is just drunk driving. Kills kills out someone gets to work on time. what, What do you think is his comparator from his normal life about like getting too into one thing and not into other thing. Uh, oh, um, hmm. hmm. I'm gonna go with pub crawls, maybe. Going to too I'm gonna many go pub? with something that has to do with television. Okay, mm. he says, I have the same. Thi- I have the same thing every time I go to the restaurant Wagamama chicken katsu oh, curry. Dang it! <laughs> it's the perfect dish. Don't at me. I've occasionally what? experimented and had something else. Do not I've- at me and call me fat Maud. That is the point of this entire book. Do not do that. I've occasionally experimented and had something else, but I've always regretted it. And then my night is ruined. Only consuming one strand of political thought is even worse than that. It would be like eating chicken katsu curry for every meal all day, every day. 
Now, at first, that might sound like a treat, like a child who fantasizes about only ever eating Big Macs. Or about only ever going to number 10 Downing Street. (laughs) But you'll bloat up, feel (laughs) nauseous, and end up being sick on yourself. I've tried it. Yes, I realize they made my point, and this metaphor is getting out of control. I'll Mm. move on. It was never under control, Matt. I I will just say this about chicken katsu curry, though. I reckon I could go on a long time having it for breakfast, dinner, and tea. A few months, at least. Anyway, like I said, I'll move on. I think it's the mix of textures and flavors. It's not a bag of ready salted crisps. It's spicy, it's tangy, it's crispy, it's soft. It's got a bit of a kick, but not too much. It goes great with lager. You're right, though. This hasn't got anything to do with politics. Okay. <laughs> do you remember when during lockdown he posted about how the thing he was missing the most was going to Pizza Express for like, and then he posted what he would order at Pizza Express? And it was like, just one of the most cursed combinations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was like, please, please give me a single large margarita pizza and seven glasses of milk. Yeah. <laughs> what? It was so, so odd. It was. It wasn't I, that, I don't but it was something exactly peculiar. what it was. But it was. It was very, very weird. It was very like, specific. <laughs> but also, hmm. like, this is this is book about like the decline of of like this is book about politics, and it's just like two pages worth of describing a curry. <laughs> That was two pages. How big is this font? <laughs> well, I'm reading it on an ebook, so but oh, okay. it's like that's like I'm gonna I'm gonna do a word count just just of describing a curry. Um, he devotes uh you know a couple, 260 words just being Jeez, like anyway that, curry. That's a lot. It's almost a whole um, tweet. Yeah, <laughs> it's way more than a tweet. <laughs> yeah, two eighty now. That's, that's letters. Characters. Oh that's, yeah, uh, characters. Words. words, not characters. Wow. Um, yeah. Horrible. How does Twitter work? Yeah, it's just, uh, d- damn, I sure do. If you were just a socialist, that'd be like eating chicken katsu curry all the time. Everyone should be a little bit of everything so they could always have different items from the Wagamama menu of politics. <laughs> he, 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 like, jackknifes this whole metaphor in on itself where he's like, actually, that sounds pretty good. I know. Yeah. It's actually he's what like, I do I love all the eating time. the curry every time, and every other food is bad, so I only yeah. eat my mm. favorite. Well, but for politics, like, you shouldn't do that. Well, it's right, like, you li- have to choke down. Some- Why has Jeremy Corbyn come to my house and told me, Matt, you can't eat only uh, chicken katsu curry for every meal, you'll get sick. Even though he is right, I hate him. <laughs> yeah, because Jeremy Corbyn, unlike uh, unlike Tony Blair, actually has your best interests at heart. Yeah. He tells you the things that you don't want to hear. Well, it's the uh, the other thing, right, is a, a, a bit of a point here. It's that it's, this is more liberals not understanding that they have politics, where they're mm. like, We're, we are intolerant of, like, of all of the things that are outside the liberal spectrum. And they think that's just a neutral place where good idea, where the ideas that are chosen are the best ones, and they just think that they're only doing it because it's technically good, like good ideas or whatever. Yeah, they they say all these things that they they think are neutral, like oh well, you never make any effort to understand where the other side are coming from. Like well, in this instance, the other side is saying let's build a concentration camp in the South Atlantic. Yeah. So I think I'm just gonna I think I'm just gonna chalk that one up as not worth investigating as an option. <laughs> um. Yeah, and so it's but the and so the the constantly say, oh well, actually, I'll entertain uh, anything in politics, but then you find out they'll only entertain things within the narrow band of what liberalism is. Yeah, um, and it's almost as though some ideology has come into play yeah. here, but they're too dumb to realize it. You talk about improving the internet infrastructure, and they're like, oh, the communism, the broadband. Yeah. Oh, he <laughs> yeah. Sa- he says that, and he's and by and now that like the government is sort of hurriedly and improvisedly doing it to deal with COVID. He still makes fun of that policy as like, oh, it's like you're getting a bad, a bad sushi or whatever. 
Oh, it's like oh, that thing. <laughs> well, that I don't believe anything about sushi, so he I'm is, on board. He is a fast food ass man. This is a king yeah. ass treat boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his greatest aim in life is to get the Donald Trump pass. Um, so <laughs> politics, politics <laughs> is very much like a fig and lady finger McFlurry. So <laughs> on, on the power of so specific, it sounds out delicious. It. It sounds good. I mean, lady fingers are like angel food cake, kind of. I think pea wet McFlurry. Like a very I'm gonna light. run through. Oh God! I'm gonna we're, I'm gonna run through a couple more things because we're going long here. Um, this is on the power of individuals. Uh, this is him describing Tony Blair. Uh, mm. um, I still watch highlights of the 1997 election on YouTube when I'm drunk. I'll wake Whoa, up and then oh, five no. a.m. Are you drunk on your own? Fuck. This is psychotic. Okay. That is, this is some freak this shit. This is like steely eye. This reminds me of how Harry Enten. You guys know Harry Enten, that like <laughs> yeah, polls guy. Old he always tweets his like. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I was just watching like old debate coverage on CNN from 2000. Like that's literally what he does for yeah. fun. Why? I, I was just like flying a kite outside at night. Your you brain know? is broken. Um, <laughs> hello, mother. <laughs> I wake up at, yeah, that's steely psycho shit. I wake up at 5 a.m. to find the laptop on playing old Blair speeches, and I think my girlfriend would rather I was watching porn. Yeah, because that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Girlfriend, eh? Yeah, oh, she comes up mm. a lot, mentioned as my girlfriend every yeah. time. Lives in lives in Canada, does she? Goes to a different school, mate. <laughs> Goes yeah. to a different Met on holiday, did you? Um, Blair could think He's in clearly. High school. Blair <laughs> could think. Oh no, no, she, no, she is <laughs> legally. We cannot say that she is. Um, Blair could think clearly and speak simply, but with passion. He still has the ability to make his opinion in any debate sound like the most rational and least political position possible. Oh no! I think he even is when it's like invading Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is porn. It's also funny that he keeps going on about Blair in this way when it's like, yeah, but we now know what Blair used those skills for, which was like the Iraq War and you know, like kind yeah. of like further undermining the fabric of social democracy in and Britain. Sh- and sure start. Yeah, and sure start, which is important because I can see why Matt Ford would love something like sure start because he is a big child who wants the government to read a book to him. Like that is all he wants. <laughs> He wants Tony. He wants to sit. His politics are. He wants to go to Tony Blair's house, sit on Tony Blair's lap, and for Tony Blair to read like a dinosaur story to him, but that is also <laughs> about like marginal seat, like fucking, uh, yeah. you know, polling or something. Yeah, I, I think that's probably about right. Uh, he says his temperament was exceptional, which expressed itself in three distinct ways. It meant he rarely ever made verbal gaffes. Uh, think of mm. the politicians we have today and imagine them having that ability. Oh damn! Yeah. Oh mm. shit! Yeah, he only damn. made huge policy gaps. Yeah, which is much better. And like, and also, like, when he talks about the po- about all the ways they were actually improving people's lives, he would be like working in Stoke on Trent and being like, "We were trying to spend two hundred and fifty million pounds improving the schools in the area, but the hard left didn't want that because they want they hate progress." And you know what's happening is he's like, "No, they're paying two hundred and fifty million pounds to have like Circo come in and take over the department of uh, the local education authority, and also set up a bunch of academies, which are schools that are run by local businesses." To yeah, kind of put private yeah. cops in schools. They literally so make them it was the, the Simpsons joke about like what is the atomic weight of balonium? That's one of the things <laughs> that New Labor did. They let yeah. companies set up schools so they could train the, the future generation of workers. Um, Sounds cool to me. Yeah, so it's like all the stuff they spent. Well, they say it was like, oh, we spent so much money. It was on stuff no one wanted. I love to go mm-hmm. to the Wimpy Burger Academy. Yeah. And they teach you like that your only enemy is the hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, perhaps more importantly, it means he never lost his temper or was rude to anyone. Oh, oh yeah, that's on. the main yeah. thing. Yeah, fuck Several off. Several million Iraqis. Very politely <laughs> killed. He was very polite to them. Yeah. He was. On top of that, he clearly liked people, and it showed, and in turn, uh, people liked him. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm. 
So many politicians seem allergic to the public, in part frightened by them or repelled yeah. by them. There's a reason Blair was applauded out of the House of Commons by MPs on all sides. Yes, Matt, there was a reason for that, and it's not the one you think. Yeah. Mm. Fucking dummy. Is this a whole, how does he look at something like that and not realize, like, oh, it's all a fucking game. It's all a boys' yeah. club. Or and they're also, all just like, mates, and oh, none of them like, actually on care. On some level, that's what he likes about it. Yeah. yeah. So he thinks that it's because of his success and achievement, and also he's polite and treated people with courtesy. Not that, but it's like, not that he delivered a very <laughs> right-wing government. Yeah. Ah, oh, I don't know. It's just, like, the whole thing is just, like, this sort of takes me back a bit, like the idea of like old politicians seeming allergic to the public. And it's like, yeah, but to which bit of the public? Like, I remember the whole like Gordon Brown bigoted woman thing like that came up again recently where that woman mm. just accosted Gordon Brown and was saying all this just nonsense about like all these Polish people. Where are they coming from? And then, and then he <laughs> Poland. Poland. Yeah. Well, yeah, Poland. Yeah. <laughs> and so then and then he, he like had a hot mic on him when he got back in the car. And he was like, who 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 yeah, let that bigoted woman talk idiot, to me? You know? And it's like yeah, and yeah. she like was well, she was a fucking bigot and an idiot. And then he, then the media basically made him go to her house and apologize to her. And then they had like a little tea thing where he was like, of course I don't think you're a bigot. And it's like yes you do, Gordon. What a fucking pussy. Uh, She's a fucking bigot. bitch. <laughs> kind of yeah. proving his point. She didn't accept his apology. Either. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, just like what huge... like you, why do we have to pretend that like the public are always right? No, the public are usually wrong. You have to tell them what they want. Yeah. Oh, and it's not on X. It's not because the unwashed masses are just dumb because of some sort of like spiritual thing. Like they're dumb because, no, because they're kept dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they're dumb Other because they've been kept by dumb by right wing media in Britain and in America for like the better part of a hundred years. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, absolutely. Literally run by Nazis. Like 90% <laughs> of people are dumb. That goes for 90% of politicians, 90% of the people who donate money to politicians, like 90% of the people who write fucking books, apparently. <laughs> most people, <laughs> most public intellect, 100% of public intellectuals are completely stupid. Yeah. Um, so he says, I can't talk about Tony Blair's legacy without mentioning Iraq. Don't worry, I'm not going to rehearse the arguments for and against the invasion. And then he goes but ahead and does that. it was good though. Yeah, cool. he says, I just think it's sa it's sad that it's so rare to find a balanced view on it. <laughs> That's okay. the sad thing about it that the views That's aren't the, very balanced. The, the main Not sad all the people thing that died about the Iraq War is the the views the unbalanced. The Oxford English Dictionary defines Dr. David Kelly as um, the intelligence that led to the war was awful, and it's right to conclude that we shouldn't go to war on such flimsy proof ever again. But it's also possible to come to a more sympathetic conclusion about Blair's motives. Yeah, if you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, like, you're a like, literally, like, they basically manufactured the intelligence to order to justify the war. Matt Ford's reasoning, he says here, is we'd been to war with Saddam before. What? Okay. And, and he'd repeatedly frustrated the work of UN's weapons inspectors and had possessed WMDs and chemical <laughs> weapons in the past. So, okay. you know, what if it was back in time? Yeah, yeah well, what if that? Yeah, what if it had been the past? Inaction would have come at a price. So all that stuff about the catastrophically awful intelligence, it's like, well, what if it was right, though? You know, yeah. that's pretty, <laughs> you know. Um, look at what happened in Syria. Uh, Ed Miliband got his oh. MPs to vote against look military action. Look what happened in Syria, something which was caused by the Iraq war, the thing which you are defending. <laughs> Literally a war that's basically ISIS. But like, where do you think ISIS came from, Did Matt? I, ISIS Nowhere. Factory? Hell. Uh, <laughs> this man has the brain of a goldfish. He, like, he gets so close to realizing like actually what's happened. And then he's like, but here's what I really think, yo, for real. Then he says, anyway, the Iraq war isn't exactly a fertile ground for mega lols, so let's move on. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah much like really, the rest it of It really this isn't, book. though. <laughs> not, though. 
Megalos? Megalos? Is that his whole, what he's Absolutely. getting at? Is that what the point of this book is? I've been trying yeah. to get Megalos I from you. When I looked up this book on Amazon earlier, it was like, it, the subtitle was the Laugh Out Loud Politics book or something. Yeah, like, that's I what he thought he was loud. writing. Yeah. My boyfriend thinks he's giving me Megalos, but I've been faking it for years. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> um, La- laughing at politics book. You thought I meant my man's politics book? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Matt, here, and here's a bit of the um, uh, praise for the book. Matt Ford is brilliant at finding the comedy which often accompanies political life. This book made me laugh out loud and wince in recognition. Did you, you leave out those bits? Who do you think said that? Well, I know who said that. Okay, Bryn and Chris, who do you think said that? Someone British? Uh, I don't know. Tony Blair <laughs> yeah. himself? Yep, Tony Blair. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly no. Yeah. Clearly no. Tony Blair's secretary said that, and Tony yeah. Blair, wearing some robes and holding a curvy knife, looked down at his phone <laughs> mid-sacrifice on an owl statue and was like, K-T-B, and then was like, oh, sorry, I had the thing. <laughs> this, is, this is awesome. Made some very cogent points about the Iraq war, in my view. <laughs> and also, it's like, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think Tony Blair actually read this book. Uh, no, Tony, no one's no one's read this well, whole book. I have. You yeah, read apart it from you. You're the only person. This is every time like Riley is the only person <laughs> who reads these terrible books because like people only buy them to put on their bookshelf because like other tiresome liberals are like, oh yeah, I've got Matt Ford's books. They like they Instagram it and they're like, oh love Matt Ford, well done. Yeah, totally politically homeless. But like those people don't read. They have Labrador brain. Yeah. And if you <laughs> read this, your la- your brain would actually get smaller. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's they would why, die. That's why Riley is our secret weapon. Is he has the kind of autism that allows <laughs> us to read Matt Ford's book for the yeah. first time in history. <laughs> that's right. Even Matt Ford hasn't read it. He's just Garth Marenghi oh. style, like touch type yeah. while looking at something else. I do. Okay, so on, on the on the show within a show, the Boney Island Whitefish, mm. Andrew and I have a theory that every episode of Bo- every forty five minute episode of Bones is written in 45 minutes and then they run spell check and then it goes and gets acted. I, they, mm. There's no mm. reviews. No, they just they type as they talk. Uh, they don't look at what they've done. There's no continuity. Stuff doesn't link into other stuff. It's just basically a stream of consciousness. And I fully believe that book was this. There's just a list of new labor politicians who, who, who he calls a fantasy team of political heavyweights. He says, there was Mo Molum, Alistair Darling, Alan Johnson, Margaret Beckett, Jack Straw, Patricia Hewitt, Harriet Alan Harman, Johnson. <laughs> Robin Cook, Peter Mandelson, <laughs> David Blunkett, John Reed, Hillary Blunkett. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm, uh, yo, uh, you ever hear of the, the Blunkett? This MF named David Blunkett. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's not even that's not even anywhere near it's the funniest real. thing about David Blunkett. <laughs> um, I was a wow. fantasy team of political heavyweights, and I still have the signed photos I collected of them as a teenager. How did you not freak John Prescott, the heaviest freak. man in the entire cabinet? <laughs> um, um so i feel like i feel like you're right that this was a book that was dictated to a secretary and then there was no he's never read it like he just said it out loud and was riffing basically that's why all the yeah. jokes are bullshit <laughs> there was no punch up it was just like that's why it starts with hello my name <laughs> is matt <laughs> the idea that matt ford can like without so much as a wry smile, include Alan Johnson in a list of political heavyweights. Like, one of the most, like, your stepdad who's bought you a flump-ass dudes. Like, just Alan Johnson. I appreciate that to Americans this means nothing, but, like, he yeah, just... I don't know what you mean. He looks like a guy your mum met on Plenty of Fish when it wasn't <laughs> going so well. <laughs> that is who Alan Johnson is. Um, okay, so... 
Uh, here's another line that I think is incredible from his chapter on party conferences. Party conferences are brilliant, and they're the key events of the political year. I cool, viewed them cool. as the holy grail of events. It's a party. If I met someone who'd <laughs> been to one, I'd ask them a million questions about it. I, I, I'm so into the phrase, I viewed them as the holy grail of events. <laughs> The Holy Grail I'm going to read that again because it's so good. The Holy Grail pa- of events. Party conferences mm. are brilliant and they're key events in the political year. Mm. I viewed them yeah. as the Holy Grail of events. If I'd met someone who'd been to one, I'd ask them a million questions about it. <laughs> <laughs> what, que- what questions could Matt Ford have for you if you had been to a <laughs> Question party one. Conference? How did you get What so were the cool? lanyards like? Yeah. Was Tony Blair Question there? two, can I have one? <laughs> did he Do look have pretty? One? Can I have yeah. one? Yeah. Are they good lanyards? Uh, were there... Were there, I, I, then he just talks about Question how Question three, what did it smell like? Question two, was it oaky? <laughs> <laughs> um, did they give also, you a I, pass? <laughs> I, I, like to, mm. I like to go to the, uh, the wrong conference and then crumble into dust as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that when the Nazis go to the Lib Dem conference by mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, some of them deliberately, but mostly yeah. by mistake. So he talks about how fun it was is to go to conferences and all the fun things he'd get up to at conferences. And his mm. proudest moment at a conference is this. In the bar area, I grabbed a seat and pretended to look busy while avoiding getting asked to do anything. Just as I did this, Why would sh- anyone ask you to do a shifty that? middle class <laughs> looking woman in reception answered her phone and said, yeah, a few of us just walked in. They've got no idea that I'm going to unfurl the Palestinian flag and that's your signal. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, middle, middle classly. It's like anyway, I uh, I uh, I alerted the nearby police and they yes. shot her dead. Yes, that's what he did. <laughs> oh and, yeah. Uh, Fuck yes! Me. Yes, yes, Matt! He says, Fucking dudes rock! This is, oh my god, this is too good to be true. Um, I, I, <laughs> Finally, I can be, I can be Jason Bourne. I subtly <laughs> popped outside and told the police chief what I'd heard. <laughs> awesome. Did they give you a little badge, says, like, made out of plastic uh, for being mm. a junior ranger? <laughs> yeah. two, cop- two coppers came forward and marched them to the designated protest area. Thanks to my intelligence gathering skills, a crisis had been averted, and I felt like a member of special brand. You overheard something, Matt. That's what happened By there. a middle class the, the, woman. The lesson know, like, here imagine- is, if you are going to pull some shit, don't be in the lobby on on your phone like dom fucking jolly <laughs> yeah oh yeah fucking yeah. Gi- her I'm phone was gigantic the- <laughs> yeah. which i thought was suspicious yeah. yeah yeah and also i just i also like <laughs> he actually apprehended sasha baron cohen and just didn't realize <laughs> for, for me for me I just- borat, borat has been shot dead by counter-terrorist firearms <laughs> this yeah. guy looks <laughs> middle class <laughs> yeah, i love that he's like mm, middle class looking oh yeah no one at labor party conference would be middle class yeah. who was there for also, the right reasons Matt, aren't you middle class looking now you're a sort of like you're not like walking around with a whippet and a flat cap yeah he's got like a cigarette that is 97 percent ash <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so he was uh, infiltrated the Tory conference once, like on a daring raid. Infiltrated. He says, he says, yeah, because they didn't have their own Matt Ford to like watch the lobby. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> needed a junior <laughs> officer. Shop him to the cops there. <laughs> so this is a story of infiltrating the Tory party conference. He says, it was odd seeing David Cameron up, clo- up close. He seemed like a likable bloke on the television. And although I was labor, I quite liked him. Huh. His hair smelled huh. amazing. Um, <laughs> the next thing I knew... Anyway, he asked me if I wanted to go fuck a pig, and I said, no, no thank you, I'm, I'm drinking squash. Uh, and then, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what that word means. What do, what do you mean, fuck? Yeah. I like uh, eating pigs. I don't know about... Pe- pe- like, fuck? Am I oh, saying you mean that like right? the zoo? Uh, yeah. Le- le- leader, conservative politician teaches comedian sex. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, it's the... Um, 
What I, I think is, is, is funny is he's like infiltrated the Tory party conference, gave a fake name, like wearing a fake mustache or whatever. He says, the next thing I knew, I was shaking his hand and getting a photo with him. What started as a bit of fun had escalated out of control. I couldn't wait. Out of control. Out he of loves control. the photo. It's out of control. He loves the photo. So it's off the fucking chain <laughs> to get a photo with David Cameron yeah. because you're like the name on your lanyard. You've betrayed the sanctity of the lanyard. Now you've <laughs> yeah. defiled it with your fraud. Now it says like, I don't know, Large Sons LLC, conservative <laughs> yeah. affiliated. Next thing I knew, I was getting my blue eyes, white George Osborne card signed. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't wait to tell everyone at the at the labor hq office this was off the charts we blagged our way into the tory party conference and we were drinking with david cameron i was buzzing blagged his way in greatest snitch i was you're a white guy in a suit you just walked in it's the tory party conference what do you know what does this guy think he is like the fucking zorro or something like everywhere he goes he's beset by like the fucking inquisition who are trying to capture him like you look like every other fucking cunt at tory party conference matt maybe you should interrogate why that is <laughs> i was buzzing i couldn't believe how audacious it was <laughs> what, did, like what but yo he broke in with a daring scheme to politely shake the hand of the prime minister and get a photo taken with him and then mention it in a book years later where you say that he seems like a nice bloke yeah. oh yeah you really got one over on the tory party matt you fucking rube <laughs> um, so then uh, this is the last thing I'm going to say here which is that he lists his following phrases that he doesn't like in politics <laughs> oh no so he's like, uh, he's shut like, up Matt anyway. Matt you're a huge loser uh, Matt leave me alone Matt we're not dating anymore please stop Matt, calling I'm not me give you a photo uh, of me fat more they say this surprisingly all Matt, stop, stop, stop sending letters to my office for the last time. I won't give you a signed photo. Um, Matt, I do not have an OnlyFans. Yours sincerely, David Blunkett. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Please stop yeah. sending me the link to it. Uh, yeah. he said, so here are the, the phrases he doesn't like in politics. He doesn't like saying something is for the birds. Um, <laughs> cool. Okay, birds. what? <laughs> right, governor. Like, like uh, uh, cuts to police, that's for the birds. Like, dismissive. Yeah, women love it. Uh, he says the sque he doesn't like hearing about the squeezed middle. He doesn't like mm. when politicians say his middle is pretty squeezed. Yeah, he doesn't like waistband. when his pants don't tight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he he also doesn't like it when people say from Durham to Dundee because he finds alliteration annoying. I mean, from Durham to Dundee, like in the grand scheme of the country, like not that far. <laughs> he it's a bit like when they did that from Wigan to Warrington thing, and yeah. it's like you, you know how close those two places. Are? <laughs> uh, he doesn't like the phrase "hold their feet to the fire." He doesn't okay. like the phrase. Why? He does, I don't know. He's, he a, he's like a foot it. guy. He doesn't want the feet to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> he says, hardworking Britain better off. Doesn't like that phrase either. That's not a phrase. Uh, he doesn't like when a policy, <laughs> quote, speaks to something. Right. Uh, like that policy okay. speaks to I like to it when policies speak to nothing. Yeah. I like it when policies are come up with by like dead eyed centrist <laughs> ghouls who consult with other dead eyed centrist ghouls at dinner parties in Islington. Well, I think yeah, he I doesn't think like it because should he thinks. Stay. It, Stay yeah, silent. He, he doesn't like it because he thinks it's imprecise. He wants mm. to say exactly how many people it's going to lift out of poverty or whatever. Yeah. He doesn't like the phrase... How many jobs it's going to create at Serco. He doesn't like the phrase <laughs> putting the government on notice. And he doesn't like the phrase break the law, don't break the poor. Because he thinks that the flaw at the heart of this phrase is that it's not good to do either. Cool. Okay. Nice. He doesn't... He doesn't like a cr the criticism of the uh, the 2008 bailout uh, saying the bail or the bankers got bailed out and everyone else got sold out. That's he doesn't true. like it because he thinks that, you know, the banks were bailed out so that normal people would still have access to money in their accounts. He never asked what actually happened with that money, that mostly bankers paid themselves fat salaries. Um, mm. He doesn't like the phrase, an NHS with time to care. 
He didn't like when the Lib Dems called uh, the Labour Party lab servatives for supporting the Iraq war. He doesn't like the phrase a future fair for all. He doesn't like the phrase change that works for you. And he didn't like the phrase Brexit means Brexit. I hate cool. every phrase that owns me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I, it's also. And I hate the phrase fat Maud. <laughs> I also like. It's, it's also he's like, is this your political memoir? How come you're just like writing it like 15 or so like paragraphs about 15 or so phrases you what? find what I'm saying? he Word dictated count. this to Word his secretary count. yeah this was like, he's like he was yeah. thinking. Uh, let's talk about things i don't like uh hmm. <laughs> hold their feet I, to the fire huh what else he's just like listing them off like putting up a finger each time he says one his poor I, secretary I is banging this. away in a typewriter there's absolutely no way that matt has a secretary he dictated this to like his mom or an iphone hmm. yeah he, he created a television show yeah text to speech <laughs> I think that's all the uh, that's all the that's all the Matt Ford we have time we have Matt time for. That's all the mm, Ford yeah. that's fit to fuck. Fit to <laughs> Matt. That's right. All the Ford that's fit to drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in the the gas tank of politics, uh, yeah. new ideas are the unleaded petrol. Any, any book you like, <laughs> as long as it's black, as yeah. Henry Matt Ford famously. That's right. Uh, so I just want to say, uh, number one, uh, Brynn and Chris, thank you very much for coming on today and talking to us about this terrible book. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. For, I was walking around looking at beautiful fall leaves today and was like, I can't wait to go get my brain fried about some freak I've never thought about before. <laughs> and I now will never be able to stop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Your brain is perma-fried by Ford. Uh, you're gonna be th- you're gonna be thinking about like the chicken curry thing and the chicken suit and the ideas of the fuel of politics. Yeah, I'm mostly <laughs> gonna be thinking about all the s- sandwiches that lots I of heard chickens, about today. Lots of sandwiches, lots of treats. I kind of want to try <laughs> yeah. that French fry sandwich thing. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Number one, number yeah. one treat boy. We um, call that a chip potty in the south. Yeah, and okay. his so, and his door painted dick. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was a good. So, also. Uh, Check out Beep Beep Lettuce if you haven't already. It's a wonderful podcast that uh, I've been on a couple times, uh, as has Alice. Yeah, indeed. The lettuce is the fuel of podcasts. <laughs> that's correct. Yeah, the yeah. Sandwich. yeah, and when you run out of lettuce, so goes the Beep Beep. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Just burn so, a little more. So uh, I, with, with all that in mind, uh, thank you very much for listening to us on the Patreon. And we'll see you on the free episode on Tuesday. <laughs> Our theme song is Things Can Only Get Better by D. Ream. Uh, so check it out on Spotify. Watch an old Labor Party advert at five in the yeah. morning. Weird out your girlfriend. Wank yourself <laughs> into a frenzy by watching a by-election uh, recount from 1996. Think about David Cameron and Tony Blair kissing on a swing. Yeah. <laughs> think, yeah. think about getting a David Blunkett from your sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing with on the toilet, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a Blumpkin. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. This is genuinely good. David Blumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, all right, oh, all right. Yeah. That's just, this has gone on long enough. The silliness must end. So we'll see you Impossible. all in a free episode on Tuesday. Yeah. See ya. Bye. Yeah, Goodbye. Goodbye.